Welcome to today's 10 with Ben podcast about real estate in the new world. Wow. November 1st, just got through with Halloween. That was a fun day yesterday with uh, my kids. And here we are uh, at the end of the year. It's crazy how time flies. And with that, I'm going to talk today about opportunities in the market. Before I get into real estate and the opportunities in the market, I wanted to talk a little bit about myself. And a podcast gives you an opportunity to get to know the person that you're listening to, uh, gets to know the people that they bring onto the show every now and again, and really just about that person. Well, I'm a proud American Jew. And the last few weeks have been really difficult. The anti-Semitism that is rampant uh, throughout the country is abhorrent. And it just got me thinking, uh, I'm in the people business. Uh, you know, I reach out to people. Uh, I do deals with people. And on a day-to-day basis, I work with a lot of people. And a few people have asked me, uh, a few of my clients, some of my friends, people that I work with, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Can't be easy. And I got to tell you, the answer is not so good. In fact, uh, you should reach out to your friends, your Jewish friends. You should say, hey, how are you doing? Because they're not doing well. And people that you work with on a day-to-day, it impacts what they do. It impacts how they do it. It impacts your state of mind. And it's really important to understand that. And that is in every facet of business. And so just remember uh, that it's not all about business all the time. And there are people that have their own personal struggles. And what's been going on in the world as of late is a struggle for uh, a lot of people and primarily the Jewish people. As I mentioned, we are in unprecedented times in the real estate world. And the beauty of unprecedented times, it actually creates opportunities. From a tenant standpoint, if you have leases that are expiring in the next few years, there's, an oppor- there's opportunities to do deals. If you have options in your leases, those create opportunities. You know, landlords that have certainty on their debt or with their debt and you know, what their financial position is, that creates opportunities. And with that, you want to work with, with people that are looking at things create, creatively. And creative deal structures are really the name of the game. Uh, it's not all about uh, the face rate all the time or the concession packages, but it's really a, a melding of all of those. And what I found over the years is that the difference between a good deal and a great deal is when you're thinking creative, creatively and how to get a deal done. As an example, most landlords are really keen on starting rent and face rent and making sure that the rent is at a certain level. But over the course of a five or 10 year lease, what's to say that? After six years, maybe escalations are different. Or when you look at concessions, that maybe you're getting some of the abatement in the back of the lease. All those things are possible. 
Uh, what I found in at a really young age that you don't get something that you don't ask for. Uh, actually, going back to when I was um, 15 years old, uh, I was a lifeguard at a, at a local pool. Uh, and I remember it was, uh, it was the winter months, so it was an indoor pool, uh, Chicago, pretty cold. I got the best time of day to work, which was uh, to open up at, I think it was 5 a.m., and I did that every, every week, every Sunday, probably for a year or so. And I had a boss who said to me one day, he said, hey, Ben, we're giving you a raise. I said, sweet, that's awesome, I love it. And he said, you know, Ben, if you had asked me about that uh, six months ago, I would have given it to you then. And it was, it was a lesson that I'm taking with me and I've taken with me throughout my career that you don't get what you don't ask for. And so in these markets where I said creating opportunities, there's a lot of concessions and a lot of things that you might think about that uh, are not standard, kind of what we're going to call run of the mill. You know, most, most uh, deals are created with abatement and tenant improvement dollars and maybe some offset rights uh, in terms of, you know, if you don't spend all the dollars, being able to put those against rent. But there's some of the other things that uh, you can be asking for that maybe aren't as obvious. Uh, one of the things I like to point to is like parking spots. You know, you're in a building, uh, there's parking in the building, you pay for the parking, and maybe there's a way to get some of that parking uh, at a reduced rate or free of charge for a period of time. I also, I think about that uh, when I bought my first condo uh, back in, I want to say the year 2000 or maybe 2001. Uh, I bought a condo, and when we were putting in the offer, my broker at the time said to me, hey, Ben, you know, take a look around, and if there's something here that uh, you would like to stay, uh, let's put it in the contract. And not things like furniture or beds you know, in, in a condo, but it had a patio, and there was some patio furniture. And so he said, hey, why don't we ask for that? We asked for it and we got it and I felt great about it because it was beautiful furniture uh, for the patio. And you know, again, these are things that maybe you're not thinking about. So even when you get into an office and you're looking at it, things like, yeah, I mean, furniture. A lot of times furniture is included, but not always. And one of the things that has become more commonplace in the market as of late is asking for a furniture allowance or being able to spend your allowance on furniture and some of these ancillary things, uh, like even computers and equipment. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, a number of years ago, uh, we had a, a fundamental conversation with a landlord. I was representing a tenant about what constituted uh, furniture. He said, well, it's office furniture. And I said, yeah, office furniture. Uh, and I said, but my client is going to be buying a pool table and on top of the pool table, they're going to put a flat top. So it acts as both a, full, a pool table and a conference table. And his answer was absolutely not. And I said, I don't really understand what the difference is. You know, furniture is furniture. This is a piece of furniture that's going into the office. It's going to be there for the next 10 years. And in the end, they agreed to it, although reluctantly. Uh, and that's the type of market we're in right now, where there's all these different things that you could be looking at and asking for that are not. Uh, commonplace. In this market, it's become really important to understand the debt structure of a building. 
it helps get deals done. It actually shows, depending on the structure, and when I say structure, I mean the health, meaning our, is the debt coming due sometime soon? Um, is the landlord in a good financial position? And being able to understand that because if they are not, then when it comes to TI allowances and building space, sometimes you can get into trouble, uh, which uh, counter to that or alongside that, it's very important to ask for uh, an SNDA. This protects you in the event a building goes into foreclosure. It creates a situation where the landlord can't disturb your tenancy, your lease. They can't come in and say, hold on, you know, I'm not recognizing this lease. You got to go. And so it's really important to ask for those things, especially in light of the current state of the market. Uh, on the flip side, or not even on the flip side, if you're a landlord that's in a really great financial position, you should be announcing that to everybody. Uh, you know, it's easy usually for brokers to figure it out, uh, but why not use that as a marketing tool and say, hey, we're in a great position here. We've got TIs to do deals. We're building out space and we're building spec suites. Uh, even taking it a step further, uh, you know, you see it when you walk into a building. If they're investing in the lobby, they're investing in the amenities like uh, the fitness center, uh, the conference center, uh, some of those things that you might take for granted, but that shows that there's, they're spending money and that this is the landlord that you want to do a deal with. Look, when the market's great, landlords are doing great, tenants are doing great, uh, it's not as obvious. But in, in markets like today and really the past year, year and a half, and we're expecting it to continue for the next year or two, it's really important to know the landlord and what, they, what position they're in at the building. And certainly that helps to get deals done. Some other things that uh, you might think about uh, in, in the market today is, I mentioned this early on, but it's things like options. Uh, not so much renewal options. You know, renewal options are great. They're always one way in favor of tenant. Actually, all options are always one way in favor of tenants. But uh, a renewal option, it's great if a building is 100% leased and you want to make sure that your space isn't going to be leased out from under you. And we always make sure to ask for them. Uh, and usually landlords will give them um, because you just never know. A market today, you know, fast forward five, 10 years from now when that lease is coming up for renewal. And you don't want to be in a position that uh, you can't renew your lease if that's what you want. Also, things like termination options. And I'm a big advocate of them for tenants that I represent. And on the flip side, if we're working with landlords, we want to do as much as we can not to give them. In markets that are more tenant favor, today, like today, um, a lot of times you have to give them. But not all, I mean, not always, but a lot of times you have to give them. And they're really great for tenants because they provide opportunities to renegotiate terms uh, before the lease is up. So usually it's a few years before the lease is up. So if you sign a 10-year lease, maybe it's after the seventh or eighth year. And over the course of seven, eight years, markets change. And so if the market has gone down 
or maybe there's just you know some sort of need on the tenant side, it gives you an opportunity to renegotiate at that point in time. And so all those things in markets like that we're in today create those opportunities that I was talking about. And it's never a bad thing to reach out and ask your broker, hey, is there something I should be doing right now? And on the flip side, broker is going to be asking you the same thing. Hey, why don't we, you know, grab a cup of coffee, grab lunch, and talk about what the opportunities are in the market right now. That's a wrap today. Thanks again for listening to today's 10 with Ben podcast. As always, you can reach me with any questions at 773-562-5263 or by email at B-A-Z-U-L-A-Y at BradfordAllen.com. That's B-R-A-D-F-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N. Until next time, stay safe out there.